I'm so glad to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. One decision that will help you make better decisions is to sign up for our free newsletter. How about that? Clark.com slash newsletter is where you get it done. We work so hard to research things to protect and build your wallet. And so, you know what's great? If you don't like our newsletter after I got you to subscribe, we make it really easy for you to unsubscribe. And speaking of money, I want you to be aware there's a lot of mind games going on right now from consumer product manufacturers. You got to know what's going on to protect your wallet. And I have updated great news for you on hearing aids, FDA approved hearing aids. The great prices are actually here after the change in federal law and rules. It's been a long slog to get to the lower prices, but they are here. And the days of having to pay six, eight, or $10,000 for hearing aids, that's in the rearview mirror. So the opposite is happening right now. If you go to the discount store, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, um, you go to the supermarket, consumer goods manufacturers are using a very targeted strategy where they are ripping off people at the higher end of the income uh, sector, uh, typically going after, depending on the manufacturer, the top third of income earners to the top 40% of income earners in the United States, using an old tactic to get so deep in your wallet you can't imagine. So we've always had new and improved, new and improved this, new and improved that. And it's all about trying to get you to use this new version of this laundry detergent or soap or deodorant or whatever consumer product is we're buying. But now manufacturers with a fine-tooth comb are targeting people at the higher end of income with complete rip-off versions that are so far beyond just new and improved, it's crazy. How about $10 toothpaste? Um, man, I mean, it's wild when you look at the toothpaste aisle and see what people are paying. Now, I, for a long time, was using a toothpaste that cost me a dollar, and my hygienist eventually convinced me I had to use a toothpaste with stannous fluoride because I have plaque buildup that would show up every time I would go in to get my teeth cleaned. You know, it was, it was a little bit of torture because I really needed a toothpaste with stannous fluoride. And you'll see now there are a lot of them with stannous fluoride that range anywhere from about $2 a tube of, you know, a standard size tube of toothpaste to as much as $15 a standard size tube. What's the difference? $13. Because they both have stannous fluoride. There's no difference for you. I mean, the thing now is this big push that you just gotta, gotta, gotta use this or that or the other. It's very prominent with uh, women's health and beauty aid kind of stuff, women's comfort products. And so the manufacturers are even coming up, instead of new and improved, they're coming up with a whole separate brand name that's a premium brand name 
And you look at the ingredients labels, it's the same as the one that costs 10% of the one that they're marketing to you under this new brand name. So know this is a hot thing. Let me tell you how hot it is. When consumer products companies are talking to Wall Street analysts, the CFOs of these companies are all bragging about how their new premium lines are working for them and the massive profit margins they're making on them. They are playing us for fools. They are taking advantage of us. And do you want to be taken advantage of? Do you want dollars ripped right out of your hands? You don't want that. So be aware of the whole marketing scheme and be careful with your money and don't let somebody con you into paying much more than you need to for the items you buy for yourself and for your home. Krista? Okay, this question is from Spencer. I hope I'm saying that right. It's SPY in Oklahoma. I am currently on track to receive a lump sum at the end of this year of around $10,000. I'm 22, single, and I just started renting my first home. Bills are starting to stack pretty high, so I don't have any wiggle room. My question is, for somebody who's basically financially illiterate, how would you suggest investing? I'm looking to pursue a career as an investor, but I have no knowledge of how money works. I believe I speak for many young adults when I say that in today's economy, it might be hard to look to a future of investing, especially if you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I want to make it possible. Which school and what classes would you suggest for a man in my position? Okay, first of all, be nicer to yourself. You're really not being respectful to yourself of your ability to learn this knowledge. There's something that I believe is very useful for someone starting out. And I I talked about this recently that I went on the websites of the three big financial houses, Vanguard, Fidelity, and Schwab, and they all offer free online curriculum to teach the basics of investing. Because a lot of what you need to know about investing is basic, basic blocking and tackling. I know that there are a lot of people in the financial industry who want the opposite. They want you to be intimidated and overwhelmed and feel that you are incapable of developing good knowledge to make good decisions. But you actually are capable. And I think that's a great starting place to go to Uh, Vanguard, Schwab, and Fidelity, go to their education centers, find the curriculum of one of those three that really works for you, and for free, you will get that base of knowledge. If you feel like when you get to those three sites that it's all like a little too jargony for you, there's a very good program designed for high schoolers that teaches the basics of finance that's free at investopedia.com. And so any of these tools will get you the knowledge you need to do basic investing, even beyond basic investing at the Vanguard, Schwab, and Fidelity sites. And you will be fine. And ultimately, if you decide this is what you want to do for a career, then you're going to have to go back to school to get in-depth knowledge to understand how financial planning works and how best to serve 
clients moving forward. I would have an informational interview with a fiduciary investment advisor, maybe to see. He doesn't need that yet, though. Well, I mean, and at that point, to figure out what kind of licenses you want to get and what it's where, like. Where it's best to go to school. Yeah. Okay, A in California says, is it a good idea to have T-Mobile's monthly cell phone insurance? It is a horrifically terrible idea to buy cell phone insurance from T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, or any other cell phone company. It is a rip-off, rip-off, rip-off. What you pay for what you get. Don't do it. Now, the good news is people's worries about how much it costs to deal with a broken iPhone or Samsung, because those are the two dominant brands in the country. Um, and they're worried about lost, stolen, that kind of thing. There are now several credit cards that provide this as a free benefit if you pay your monthly cell phone bill with that credit card. And I was reading uh, the American Express one. Uh, this is so timely because I read it just yesterday. And the American Express one allows two claims per year. You got to really be klutzy with that phone. You, you got to be me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? I, I knew pointed, you were thinking it. Those of you who watch our, our video version on YouTube, you saw me immediately turn to you and you immediately said, yeah, that's me. Yep. But now, show your phone to our Well, it's got a glass protector viewers. that is cracked, but I'm going to replace have, the glass protector. But you have protector. both a oh, decent yeah. case on it. Yeah. And you have the screen protector on the front because it's not that you're klutzy. You're very, very active. I mean, Krista's a jock. I'm klutzy. And, no, but you're a jock. And you have your phone with you when you're doing all your incredible physical fitness stuff. And so your phone gets cracked up a lot. Now, me, I know I am a klutz. And I have an extremely protective case on my phone because I have a case of the drops a lot. But... Using a credit card that provides this protection for free is vastly superior. In absence of that, a great case. And then you don't need the rip-off uh, insurance, semi-insurance, the garbage they sell at AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile and other companies. Don't waste your money on it, period. Oh, you can do third-party at cheaper prices, but again... I don't want you spending money for that if you can at all avoid it. Lisa and Phil in Illinois said, not a question, just wanted to share something with the Clark community that we've started doing that we think Clark's listeners would love. We have a high school senior and a high school junior and have been going on college visits over the past year. Last summer, our then junior wanted to stop at the school bookstore at the end of the college tour. Oh no, $80 hoodies. At the same time, his younger sister- Was my sister, son with you? Yeah. My son must have been with you because, oh man, do we go through that on college visits. At the same time, his younger sister wanted to stop at a local thrift store too. We immediately thought, yes, let's go thrifting for college sweatshirts, t-shirts, and sweats. From that day forward, part of our college tours includes a stop at the Goodwill afterward. When they each commit to a college, we'll step it up and purchase more gently used merch on Poshmark and Mercari, still at a huge savings over the bookstore. So Brilliant. Yeah, we've got one college visit left, and then we're done with all the college campus visits we're doing for our son. And 
th- this happens every place. He wants to go to the campus bookstore, and when you're on a tour, they give you a 20% discount. 20% off a million is still uh, close to a million. And so my thing has been you buy them used or you go to Walmart, the Walmart near the school. And the last school we went to visit, they had fantastic T-shirts. So these were new, not the Goodwill used, which is the best way. We got uh, really high quality T-shirts for 10 and sweatshirts were 20 for that school versus the bookstore, which was unbelievably expensive. So I really appreciate that suggestion because I've been living that college bookstore nightmare for the T-shirts and the sweatshirts for a school you don't even know your kid's going to go to. Coming up next, I got great news for you. If you are a family member, need hearing aids or should have them. Okay, so um, went from my physical. And those of you uh, podcast the other day heard that my doctor wants me to lose another 15 pounds. I've already lost 50 over the last 15 years. And he wants me down to uh, 155 pounds. I'm five feet, 10 and a half. Got to get that half in there. Used to be taller. And the other thing was I failed the hearing test. My wife's been telling me for a while. In fact, I said to him, I said, you know, my wife's been telling me that she's worried about my hearing because she says I'm not hearing her. And he started laughing. He said, every husband who comes in here says his wife says the same thing. So that was not unique, except I did have a hearing problem. In my case, I have a big buildup of earwax in both my eardrums, and that's what's affecting my hearing he expects, but maybe not. And I am not one of those who would not be willing to get hearing aids. I'm happy to get them and wear them because I don't want to miss anything. I want to hear what's going on around me. I want to be in an event and hear what other people are saying and be engaged and involved. I'm just ultra social, and that's important to me. So we'll see after I go through that ugly process of getting the wax out. And if I still have a problem, yes, I will get the hearing aids. Well, hearing aids in the United States have had the by far the highest prices in the world. We've had laws that have been very anti-consumer that were pushed through by a cartel of hearing aid manufacturers. It's been unbelievable that Americans pay 10 to 30 times for hearing aids what people do in other parts of the world. Well, now... Congress passed and regulations were issued, and now hearing aids are free market. You can even buy FDA-approved hearing aids over-the-counter without a prescription. And what happens with the companies that do the OTC hearing aids is you do a test, an audiology test with them for free that is done online, either on your laptop or your phone most often, and they figure out, oh, if you've got severe hearing loss, we're not for you. Go see an ear professional. You know, you go see an audiologist. If you are mild to moderate hearing loss, you're good to go with FDA-approved over-the-counter hearing aids. Well, we had a lot of complaints from people when I was so excited that they had finally become legal because they were still way too much money. Well, I can tell you that 
that it's taken a while for companies to decide they want to get into this market and manufacture the hearing aids and go through the process of getting distributed through electronic stores and discount stores and all that. But now the prices are significantly coming down. And what it's going to do in addition to people who price would have kept them from getting hearing aids, those people may well get one. It's also going to pull market share from the cartel. And the hearing aid cartels are going to have to lower their prices for going to a traditional place to get hearing aids. But do you know you can go in a Best Buy, you can go online, you can go to Walmart, and you can buy FDA-approved hearing aids ultra-cheap. I was looking and read a long-form series of articles at the National Council on Aging that's done extensive testing of these new, much cheaper hearing aids, and they are crazy cheaper. Two companies in particular that have gotten into this or Jabra, which is a long-time audio company, and they sell a pair that's very highly rated for $799 for the pair, not per ear. And then Bose works with a hearing aid manufacturer called Lexi, and theirs are actually the highest rated of all the ones tested by the National Council on Aging, and theirs range from $799 to $9.99 a pair, three different kinds offered. And in our show notes, we'll have a link to these extensive reviews. The cheapest company on the list starts at $2.99, but unfortunately, the rating was lower than with several of the others. And the highest rated, because consumer products companies know how to serve customers, the Jabra and the Lexi by Bose or Bose by Lexi or however they call themselves, those two had the highest rating significantly by far compared to companies that were traditional, typical hearing aid manufacturers making hearing aids. But the point is, these are much, much cheaper than they used to be. And one of the things you look for, two things actually. One, if the hearing aid doesn't work for you, even if it's a good product, you're not, you don't like it, you're not wearing it. Typically with these over-the-counter hearing aids, you get a full refund if you return within a period of time that's usually somewhere like a month, six weeks, that kind of thing. So you got time to try it out and see if it works for you and still save a fortune because it's not at all unusual for somebody to go to one of the cartel places and pay 6000 for hearing aids. Now, by the way, the prices I'm talking about with these FDA-approved ones that you buy direct, you can buy them from the manufacturers themselves or from one of their retail channels, the prices are still much higher than they are in the rest of the world. But they've come down so, so much. So uh, I will let you know if after I have the gross wax removal <laughs> my ears, if I still can't hear... I will go ahead and get a set of hearing aids. You know, so many people in their 30s and 40s are having trouble hearing because they've been listening to so much loud music in their earpieces that are, I mean, ever present in some people's ears. And they listen to music too loud 
or you'll be at a red light and the vehicle next to you is listening to music at a level that, I mean, just crazy high, not good for you. Do you nag your kids like I do? No, my daughter doesn't do that. My son is, it's not worth nagging him about that one. I, I, all three of my kids could have a good time making fun of me. I've always nagged them about protecting their hearing and not Mm -hmm. listening to music too loud. Yeah. Okay. Here is a question from Ben in North Carolina. I've noticed a trend with online shopping that I want to share. On several occasions, I have searched for an item on walmart.com to confirm availability in my local store. Upon arrival to the store, the in-store price is sometimes 20 to 40% more than what they show online. When asking customer service about the discrepancy, I was told they will not honor the online price in-store. To get the online price, I would have to place the order online with in-store pickup. My advice is that shoppers check prices online prior to purchasing in-store. I hope this helps. Thank you very much. Ben, this is something we actually talked about on the podcast 18 months ago, two years ago, something that I, I predicted at that time Walmart would figure out that this is really a customer dissatisfaction issue. So Walmart, and I don't know anybody else who does this, will not match Walmart.com in their own stores. And so they'll say, uh, and they say it with a straight face because they're all trained to say this. Okay, so yeah, just order it on walmart.com and come pick it up in six hours <laughs> at item pickup. And then an employee is having to go spend hourly wage rates to go pick the item out for you, put it in a bag, take it up front, put it in the system that your item you ordered online is now available for pickup. What most retailers do, Walmart, is if somebody shows the price they found on an item, then they honor that price. I just don't get it because it is true. There's a giant difference over and over again where walmart.com is much cheaper than an item you go and pick up on the shelf in a Walmart and you can get them to honor that price only by ordering it for store pickup at walmart.com. No extra cost to you but the hassle, you might have to make another trip to the store. And I think it's goofy to the max. I don't understand it. And just telling your employees, well, we don't match Walmart.com prices. How confusing is that? Because if I'm a customer, Walmart, Walmart.com, gosh, they seem like it's the same company, don't they? Mm-hmm. Target does not do this, by the way. They are a competitor. And they don't do this to their customers. Eric in North Carolina says, when TD Ameritrade accounts moving to Schwab, they're allowing accounts to be transferred elsewhere with no fee. We currently have several accounts with Fidelity and several with TD Ameritrade. Is there a reason to bring everything together to Fidelity in this case? Or should the accounts stay separate? On one hand, it would be nice to have one IRA versus multiple and see everything in one place. On the other hand, there is comfort knowing that all of the accounts are accessible under just one ID and password. I wouldn't worry so much about the one ID and password. If that freaks you out, uh, you should get a security key, which I think we've talked about security Mm -hmm, keys. recently, yep. So you want to get a security key to protect your account at Fidelity, or if you do keep the TD Ameritrade money at Schwab, um, security keys are the greatest way to protect 
your big money, which is what you have in investment accounts. Almost all money held by financial institutions is held not by banks, but held by brokerages. That's where the big money is. And so that's why you want to protect those accounts potentially with a security key like the, uh, you can go read our show notes on how these work. Unless Schwab has something that is a really helpful service or product for you that Fidelity doesn't have, make your life simple, Eric, and just consolidate your money at Fidelity. There's no advantage specifically at being at both Fidelity and Schwab. They're both great organizations. You already have the accounts at Fidelity. I would just migrate all to Fidelity unless, as I said, Schwab's got something Fidelity doesn't. And you would get the security key from Fidelity in this case. Oh, Fidelity Isn't that sells what you do? or gives? I assume like that's what you mean when you, you get it from Usually whatever. you buy one um, oh, like a third, third party, party, but thing? it's possible that I never thought about that, <laughs> that the brokerage houses might give you a security we'll key. I have that. two of them. We'll look into that. And, and uh, this question's from Valerie in Georgia. My home was built in 2018 and I bought it in January of 2019. I reported several items from nail pops to loss of electricity in two rooms in the first year, and the builders sent contractors out to fix things. Now, four years later, there are structural problems. The warranty company wants a $250 inspection fee to come out for the current items that I submitted. Have you heard of a builder's warranty company charging the homeowner before they send someone to come out and assess what's going on? Yeah, it's, in the industry, they're known generically as 210s. And normally, once you get past the second year, there's the equivalent of a deductible with many of these plans. So it's not unusual. 250 is what you said? Mm -hmm. That's not unusual that you would have a fee like that. The real issue and real fight is when they don't want to fix the items. That's where we usually hear from people mm -hmm. is once the builder's out of the picture, uh, your your real fight is going to be with the warranty company to get the structural problems fixed. You may even find that if they're difficult to deal with, you have to hire your own structural engineer at your cost to provide documentation and proof that the warranty company will be pushed to bend to your will. Because usually what we hear with these warranty companies, they say, oh, nope. Nope, nothing's wrong here. Not our problem. Claim denied. You may find after that you're not done. You don't quit then. You get the structural engineer's report that will also be very helpful because it will say, when you got structural problems, you want to make sure they are addressed and fixed right. That's why laying some money out yourself could be money very well spent down the road. So pay them the 250 and let's see how it plays. And then if necessary, that structural engineer is going to be your best friend. And I hope that your house does not have major structural issues because there's a lot involved with that. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. And we invite you to join our free Clark.com community at community.clark.com. It's full of opinions, advice, guidance, information from your fellow money savers. Have a great day.